0: Myself. Oh no. Sunday, Monday, happy gays. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays. Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums. Let's have some fun. Ready to chat with you. These gays of all. Happy gays. These gays of ours.
1: This is Ashley Fair.
0: And I'm Jared Haglund.
1: Welcome to the podcast. We are Gay Best Best Friends. Friends.
0: Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas!
1: In case you couldn't tell, we are doing our Christmas episode. Ooh! Happy
0: Holidays, everybody! Yay!
1: I'm excited. Jared, you excited?
0: I am so excited. I finished work today, so it is now officially the Uh, holidays.
1: You're so lucky So, difference from last week is I'm now employed.
0: Oh, yeah. Where are you working?
1: I'm working at Costco.
0: I hear they're a very great employer.
1: (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) But they are. And I've enjoyed my time so far. Uh, How was your
0: day? Uh, My day was good. Um, The biggest highlight, not a highlight, it was not a low light. Uh, The biggest thing that happened to me was for the second day in a row, I was trying to get in a radio contest to win share tickets. Mm. Um, not for me. My husband Zach loves share. Tickets are on sale. We decided that it's just too much money this time. We went and saw her last time. Uh, we wouldn't do it. But they have this contest. What, and s-
1: what happened last time you guys went?
0: I proposed during oh. "I Got You, Babe." Uh, <laughs> so it would it'd be cool if we could go again. And the radio station I listen to all the time, CKMW. I was running a contest where every day this week they have a share song that they want you to sing um, on their answering machine, and they play some people, and they pick a winner. And this is the second day in a row that I sang and got played on the radio um, with some, I thought, not like good quality singing, but I had some hooks. So yesterday it was Believe by Cher, and so... Um, for the Do You Believe in Laugh After Love? I did the like the share, the shared, I don't even know what that's called, but the share thing. Um, and they isolated on the radio and they played it like just that part because they thought it was so funny. So I thought I would win and I didn't. Um, As I said to Zach, I said, they didn't give it to me. They just gave it to some queer who yelled into the phone. And he said, instead of some queer who thought he was being shared. <laughs> Uh, And then today the song was the, um, it's called the shoe up song, but it's the, um, it's in his kiss. That's where it is. And I did that for the chorus. I did like a high falsetto, that's where it is. And I thought that was classic. And they played me and they loved me. And then fucking Melissa from North Vancouver had her family in the background doing the chorus people. And she won. And she didn't even seem that excited when she won, which no. made me all the angrier. So now I'm going to be spending my night trying to imagine what song they're picking tomorrow and r- like really picking my ankle, because I want those tickets, and I feel I deserve to win if they put me on the radio a third time.
1: How long do you have to leave this message?
0: I would say to get in the, co- like, an hour. Like, you got some time.
1: Oh. No, but, like, how long is the message?
0: Oh, I guess technically you could do it as long as you want. Mm. Um, but they're only going to play, like, fifteen to twenty seconds.
1: Totally, but you can leave a longer message. I say you go ahead and you really create a story for them. Let them know that you proposed to your husband at the last share concert in Vancouver. I go for the emotions. Go for the emotions. That's what wins. I bet Melissa from North Vancouver, hey Melissa, if you're listening.
0: No, fuck you <laughs> Melissa if you're listening. Um but continue. I bet
1: I bet Melissa from North Vancouver shared some story really and that's what got her over the edge okay well yeah.
0: i'll try that one of the best parts though yesterday um a couple of the hosts were talking after the contest was won um and one of them was just this woman was like it's just all the it's mostly men calling it um i'm so shocked they must be their wives must be getting them to call in to sing because they're too embarrassed <laughs> and <laughs> i want to say to them so bad no <laughs> The gays love share. Like you. what are you doing? Right? Do you not understand that that is why? No. All the, do you not under? Do you not get that all these men who are calling in, um, singing share also they all have a certain twang. Like they all. S-
1: Fuck gender norms.
0: Yeah. Um. So that kind of blew me away. But their
1: wives that, love share. That
0: was honestly also that was a good three hours of my day oh. getting into this contest and hoping to win.
1: Oh, three hours! Wow. Yeah. Have you been to any uh, holiday parties?
0: Uh, I've been to, I think, four or five now. Oh, my And gosh. had to reject, like, two or three because it's just a busy season.
1: You're so popular.
0: Uh, maybe. It's mostly I've had two work parties, two family parties, one friend party, and then had to say no to a couple friend parties because they booked, They tried to start a party two weeks ahead in, in December. I'm sorry. You just can't do that. Yeah.
1: That's true. Um, I've been to one party. <laughs>
0: really yeah i know that's a lie because i've been to two of them with you
1: oh you're right One was a birthday party though
0: uh it was a birthday christmas party yeah i know i would but, say
1: okay you're right you're right so i've been to two that's nice yeah it's been a really quiet season i'm not like because i wasn't full-time employed for a period of time it means there's there's also like a lot less
0: oh that's true
1: your invites, yeah.
0: I don't know the one we went to because like it wasn't a work party, but it was like people in our circles that we know, mm-hmm. uh, and mostly your people. Like you owned that party.
1: It was probably the best party I could ever have gone to.
0: Well, that it was certainly out of all the parties I've gone to, the best cheese party. Mm. Like I'm about to go into a week of like holidays and family, and I've already doubled my cheese quota for mm-hmm. the month, Ugh, which stresses it me so out and makes me feel fat.
1: And the meat, the like meat. okay, this is. For me, the best part of holiday parties is the spread. Like, Mm. even with my mom, like, my family doesn't do a a big, big party. We just do the Christmas Eve thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get garlic sausage and, like, all the sausages and cheeses and dips and Mm -hmm. chips. and, mm -hmm. Uh, And this party had the best. The cheese spread was pretty damn good. But the meat spread was unmatched.
0: I just want to say because I was there with you, and that's not what I took away from your reaction. No so You way. thought the meat was better than, more impressive than the cheese. Oh,
1: I love the meat. I would have kept eating it, but there were so, there were so few meat plates. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that person who ate all of the meat.
0: But there was tons of to cheese.
1: So much cheese because apparently everyone raved about it last year.
0: Oh, so they were trying to like out cheese themselves.
1: Yeah. But no one talked about the meat because one of the hosts is vegetarian. I'm
0: sure. Is it now? I really want to like go on the Facebook event page for that party and like really promote the meat. And well, let's hope do it. And next year that we can like get even let's more. Let's do it. Can I say I learned at that party though that we have very different cheese tastes.
1: What? Why?
0: You seem to love a creamy brie.
1: Oh, I love brie. Okay, so this is my brie story. <laughs> when I was in high school. Keep it brief. It will no, be brief. No. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> you don't
0: need to. I could hear about cheese for hours.
1: <laughs> when I was in high school, my I, I, I had lots of different groups of friends. And there's this one group of friends. It was a really random collection of people when I think about it. It was like this one really cool person, this one gamer person, me who was just a floater. And I feel like there was there was a fourth person. Anyway, we would skip school and go to our gamer nerd friend's house. Mm-hmm. And her dad, their her family's Polish, so if you don't think about Polish people, like, they know their cheese and meats. And so her dad would always buy these huge wheels of brie cheese. And we would just spend hours eating brie and tortilla chips. And that's just what we did. We would, like, watch some random cartoons, but mostly just eat
0: the brie. You were such high-class high schoolers. <laughs>
1: It was great. Oh, I love me a good brie.
0: Oh, it's like the one cheese I don't, like, I'll eat brie. I prefer cold brie because mm-hmm. I don't like it super creamy. But yep. it's the one cheese that really doesn't, like, it doesn't get me off.
1: It has to go with something salty.
0: Okay. On its own, yeah, it's a bit no too much. Flavor.
1: But you need something salty, and then it just makes it perfect.
0: Oh, see, I like the harder, stinkier cheese, the better.
1: Well, this probably says a lot about our, uh, our different tastes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In people you like it soft and creamy and I like it hard. That's right. Not stinky. I would like to say that's doesn't translate the same. Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on <laughs> on how desperate.
1: Well, merry christmas. Hope everyone <laughs> else has had delicious parties. I did just find out though that the other the birthday christmas party our friend mm-hmm. their entire display has been wiped out. By what? By the windstorm right now here oh. on the west coast of British Columbia.
0: Yeah, the friend's house we went to, Um, he did like a Christmas birthday because he does this amazing outdoor Christmas display that uh, gets people to go by and stuff. And it was, I guess, I see now if in a lot of wind that wouldn't stand up well.
1: No, a lot of inflatables. Yeah. Not so good.
0: Ooh. Ugh. I would not like to deal with that.
1: Sorry, friend.
0: Yeah, sorry, friend.
1: Jarrett, how do you feel about Christmas trivia?
0: Um, I don't know how I feel about Christmas trivia, but I love me some trivia.
1: Great. Well, let's try this out then. I oh. have some questions for you.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Which Christmas beverage is also known as milk punch? Eggnog? That's right. What Christmas decoration was originally made from strands of silver?
0: Um, I'm going to go tinsel. That's right. Not seen since 1987.
1: In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, what was Mr. Scrooge's first name? Ebenezer right.
0: I played Ebenezer in drama not class because it wasn't at school but like drama like after school class.
1: Okay, I, this question I didn't research a bit more. What Bing Crosby song is the best selling single ever?
0: Oh, I'm gonna guess it's a Christmas one. Does he do um, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas That's right. Is that oh I'm acing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Name the animatronic cassette playing bear toy that every kid wanted for Christmas in the mid eighties. Teddy Ruxpin. No way. Is
0: that right? That's right. Yeah I just yes. chose
1: like the heart how did you know? Did you have one?
0: Um I did not, but it was the only like it was the eighties bear I could think of.
1: I didn't even know there was an 80s
0: bear. I told you I fucking love trivia. (laughs) All
1: right. This last one goes out to uh, me and my current antlers. I'm wearing antlers. Dear listener. In the 1964 classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, what was the name of Rudolph's faithful elf companion?
0: Oh. He was, he wanted to be a dentist. I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go chip. Hermie. Her- okay, I never would have gotten Hermie.
1: <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got for you. Five questions. Nor nor
0: would I name him that if I was the one with that It's choice. a weird name. It's a very weird name. Unless he's a hymen, I don't approve.
1: Or a hermit. Or a crab.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you're just naming everybody, Hermie. Yeah. So now it is time for um the Christmas edition of what you Watching, Slash Reading, Slash Listening, Slash Putting In Ya. So I think this one, I don't know if we've watched it yet. I know I haven't for mine, but it's favorite Christmas stuff. Mm. Like Christmas movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they're universal, and who's not universal and who what everyone's favorite, but everyone has a favorite. Ashley, what, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: So I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies lately over the last month for sure. But my all-time favorite Christmas movie is a Muppet Christmas Carol. I love Muppets. I love Muppet. All the Muppet things. Um, and it might be because I might be a Muppet.
0: You might. Why do you think you might be a Muppet?
1: Well, I'm cute.
0: I was just going to say you have a cute enough face.
1: And I have, like, I'm always smiling. I have, like, a floppy floppy hair when it's up like this in mm-hmm. a high point show. Why else?
0: The only thing I wouldn't think of you're a Muppet is I don't often think of you as something stuck up your ass.
1: No, that's true. So I'm, like, half Muppet.
0: What's your favorite Muppet?
1: Oh, um, the Hecklers. I don't remember their actual names. There's ones, of the, the, the hecklers. hecklers. The Old Man Hecklers. The Old Man Hecklers.
0: They're they're in the Christmas Carol version, right? Marley and Marley, we're Marley and Marley, we're Marley and Marley. When you were talking about this movie being your favorite, um, beforehand, I you know I thought, oh yeah, that's a great one, and then I started thinking more, and this that was the only part I can actually remember. It's like, a
1: really good part. They it, do a great job of that scene, right? And goes to Christmas Past.
0: And it even shocked me, looking into it, that Michael Caine was Scrooge. I did not even remember that. Uh, so apparently I know that movie much less than I thought.
1: This is the wild thing with Muppets movies, though, is they get really big names for all of the movies.
0: Treasure Island? Who played, I don't even remember, what Captain the Evil Guy in Treasure Island. You don't remember?
1: I think mustache.
0: <laughs> I don't think he has a mustache in real life. Um, all right. I will give you... I'll, I'll give you a clue. Um, he plays Dr. Frankenfurter.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: You don't of. know his name. Ashley's not great at celebrities and people. I don't names. remember anyone's
1: names unless they're
0: my volunteers. It rhymes with Rim Surrey.
1: <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> Very
0: good. So, have you watched Muppets Christmas Carol yet this year?
1: I haven't, and I think I'm gonna try to encourage my family to all hang out late on Christmas Eve. And watch it together. I have three nieces and a nephew, ranging from, I believe, they're ages 3 to 12. I have a 3-year-old, 5-year-old, 9-year-old,
0: and 12-year-old. Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. I'm excited. That's the best part of Christmas, where you can share those things with young people. hmm Like, I have a niece now, but for a few Christmases, it was just at the point with my family. You know, it, it was still very fun. Christmas traditions, the whole thing. But it gets to a point where you're all just kind of old getting drunk and sitting around. And you need a young person to kind of bring back that, like, that spark and youthfulness of Christmas.
1: So my family doesn't usually drink all together. Oh. So it's really just hanging around. It's <gasps> uncomfortable sometimes.
0: It sounds much worse.
1: Yeah, it's a lot worse. What's your favorite Christmas movie?
0: My favorite Christmas movie, I don't know if it's a movie, but it's a special, is Garfield's Christmas. Mm. Um, it's half an hour, which is, like, my top, ta- like... Perfect for me. I don't love movies because they're long. Um, but Garfield's Christmas. I love Garfield in general. Um, it is just the sweetest special. Have you seen it? hmm Yeah. Oh.
1: And what, like, stands out to me is when he's, like, when Garfield is with the grandma. hmm And they're, like, staring out. It just, it makes me feel, there's so much love in it.
0: My sister cries at th- that moment every year because the Garfield and the grandma's connection, it makes that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right from the get-go, because you start with uh, the opening is this, like, magic chair thing that Garfield sits in, and just everything you think of and you want just pops out the top. Mm-hmm. And you're a child, and you just sit there thinking of everything. If you were sitting on that chair, everything that would come out and that you would get as gifts, and it's now that like you're just sitting on that chair thinking of what you could think to come out and sit on yourself. <laughs>
1: The f- my favorite thing in that movie too, okay, other than Garfield and Grandma, is when he gifts Odie the back scratcher. Oh, it, it that part kind of um, makes me cry. It's so thoughtful.
0: To be fair though, Odie gives Garfield the back.
1: Oh, sorry, that's what I meant.
0: And that's Odie's plot line, is he's making that yes. gift for Garfield.
1: Still very emotional. Still it makes is because Garfield cry. doesn't
0: expect it. Because why should Odie get Garfield anything? Right? He owes Garfield nothing.
1: That's right. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, Odie, I the can't grandma, believe I mess that the up. The grandma
0: is is my favorite, and my favorite part, I think, with the grandma, other than, like, the really good story between her and Garfield, um, is when they're cooking.
1: By any chance, you're not thinking of putting chili powder in my sausage gravy, are you, grandma? Oh,
0: why, no! it's <laughs> hey, Mr. Betsy Child, what would give you such a notion? <laughs> is because my chili gravy won a blue ribbon at the county fair and your gravy didn't even place. Who am I to tell you how to make gravy? <laughs> the Green County Gravy Champion, that's who. <laughs> I love oh, it so much. So I quote it all Christmas, but when I quote it, it's, who am I to tell you how to make gravy? The Green County Gravy Champion, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't do that. <laughs> no. But it really should be in there.
1: It should be in there. Oh, that's so good. Good quote. Uh, how about giving me favorite carols?
0: This one, like, I had to really think because I'm not. I enjoy listening to carols in the background and like, you know, the words from school and just like living. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's few that like really do it for me. So I wanted to just bring up one that I felt was maybe more unique, and it's my. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it's my aunt's favorite, and it's my aunt from the side of my family that's Italian. So it's a song that not a lot of people have heard. Santa's got a little friend His name
1: is Dominic The cutest little donkey You'll never see him kick
0: When Santa visits his paisans With Dominic he'll be Because the reindeer cannot Climb the hills of Italy Hey, jingity jing It's Dominic the donkey Jingity jing The Italian Christmas donkey La 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 I think it's special because it makes me think of my Aunt Mary. Aww. And me and my Aunt Mary have this thing every Christmas and every every turkey holiday. And we used to always be together for them when I lived in the same town as her. Um, but we've kept it up even since I don't live there. And we would have turkey. And turkey makes you sleepy. And so we would just get to the point of turkey dinner. And every time... I start yawning, and she turns to me and says, Jared, what, are you tired? And I go, no, no, I can't be tired. We just, it's still early. We've had an exciting day. We're just eating. Why would I be tired? And she goes, maybe it's the turkey. And I go, it can't be the turkey. What would the turkey make me sleepy? And she goes, it's the, I actually forget what the thing is that makes you sleepy. Tryptophan. It's the tryptophan. She goes, maybe it's the tryptophan. And I go, it can't be. And then I pretend to fall asleep. And we've been doing it for probably like 20-something years. Aww. And now she calls me and we do it.
1: Oh my god, that's the sweetest thing I've heard. Yeah. Oh, I love your family.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite, Carol?
1: Jingle Bell Rock.
0: Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bells swing and Jingle Bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun.
1: have never revisited my favorite Christmas carol or Christmas song. I have loved Jingle Bell Rock since I was seven years
0: old. Oh my god. Yeah. It's one of the funner ones. It's
1: so much fun. I remember dancing around like in Aldergrove with my friends singing Jingle Bell Rock and like prancing around. I loved it. In Jingle Bell Square? That's right. In the frosty air.
0: What a (laughs) (laughs) prance.
1: And I've never moved on from it, which is fine. You have to move on from your Christmas carols. That's part but of I've, Christmas carols. I've never reconsidered my favorite song, so it still is my favorite song. Although, in a Christmas carol, in Muffet's Christmas carol, um, perhaps, maybe, um, it feels like Christmas. It feels like
0: Christmas. Once again, don't remember that song for the movie at all. But it's really nice.
1: It's so nice. It could make me cry.
0: Okay, I'm giving a second shout-out to one that I've learned later in life. One of my favorites has become the Boney M Christmas album. (laughs) And I think my favorite from the Boney M Christmas album is this one. A king was born today. I it think it's the term boy child. I don't know. I, I have like a thing for like religious imagery in an ironic way, and I feel that mixed with like the disco song just like sums it up perfectly. I really, love the really, disco. Really gets me.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's funny because I always, I always scoff at Boney M, but I also really love the Boney M Christmas album.
0: Um, just about Boney M. Do you like Ras, Ra, Ra, Rasputin? Yeah. That is like the greatest song. I don't know why I scoff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and now it's time for... What you gonna pick? Topics. topics. Can we talk? Lead us off, Ashley.
1: All right. I think you might be tired of this conversation, but I have a thing to say. Baby, it's cold outside. I
0: really can't but stay. baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. This <laughs> evening has been, been so been that you'd drop very inside. nice been all the talk
1: it's a conspiracy by whom by radio stations okay
0: explain this to me
1: radio is becoming irrelevant Mm -hmm. and they need something to make them relevant again people to talk about them no radio station had to announce they weren't gonna play baby it's cold outside that's true they literally could have not played it and no one would have noticed it wasn't being played
0: personally like controversy aside not my favorite song People might have even been like subconsciously happier.
1: And they're they're making their own list. They have their own CDs. They're listening to it throughout the season, so they're tired of it anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. So they didn't need to say anything. They only said something so that they were being talked about. And then it worked because people were calling in. They were, like, engaging listeners or potential listeners Mm -hmm. who wanted to hear Baby It's Cold Outside and at least one radio station... CBC Radio 2? yeah, I think so. W- went back on their word, yep. and started playing it.
0: I will give you that. Then people are going to reach out and actually listen, or th- they want to try and hear it after they've especially made the fuss to get it back on the air. That's right. Uh, for this issue, I I can go one way or the other. Personally, the song itself, if you want to like analyze that, I I watched several YouTube versions to get ready for this discussion, mm-hmm. and I kind of like. I personally think it was originally in a romantic comedy.
1: Oh, it was in... old school
0: days. It was in a movie. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So I kind of think it's tongue-in-cheek and coy and the woman's playing too. So I think this controversy is a little too much.
1: Heck, I grew up in a relatively small-ish, small-minded town where I... That song, I totally agreed with. Like, oh, (laughs) I, I fell asleep at... My person's place. I you know I've used that line. you make up those lines to make less of a talk about town. Mm-hmm. So I this song I have always kind of identified with in that way.
0: What I love about this whole controversy or discussion though is, you know, especially with everything going on in the world, there are a million things to actually care about. Mm-hmm. And this just got people so Ugh. riled up.
1: So riled up. I don't think I've seen anything else. That has riled people up more. I was at work the other day, and I was walking down the stairs, and I heard people talking about it. Really? Yeah, and they were fired up about it, and I was just like, come on.
0: Yeah, I find that hilarious, and it really just, I i, I feel it divides you. Like, it tells me what kind of person you are, what which side of it you're on. Mm-hmm. Like, because either way, it's kind of crazy to care too much either way. Totally. To, to think that this song is so incredibly offensive and should be taken off the air... I feel kind of says something about you. To feel so passionate that it should be allowed to be played and it's a Christmas tradition
1: also says a lot about you. Absolutely.
0: Darren Criss made famous on Glee as Kurt's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently won a, not recently, but has recently been awarded with awards for his role in the Versace miniseries. Oh, um, yeah. So Famous for Gay Roles has come out <laughs> saying <laughs> that he will no longer play gay roles. Why? He says that he doesn't want to be that straight guy taking gay people's roles. First of all, if a straight man thinks we can never be a play a gay man, then to me that's kind of saying that gay men can never play straight men. Mm. So I agree with it with race because it's a visual representation and then you're just taking away visual representation, which is wrong when you have people playing other races. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give it to the trans community because the trans the trans actors have never had a chance to really get into the acting community. Mm -hmm. So I think taking trans roles away from trans actors is offensive because that's the only place that people are really willing to cast them right now. Um, But hopefully we get to a place where being a trans actor means that you play some trans roles and you can play cisgendered roles. And then, you know, then it can become more of a mix. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find his reasoning a little self-righteous, a little holier-than-thou. I kind of think or at least suspect that he's just kind of sick of playing gay roles, thinks he's typecast, and wants to give a polite, politically correct nod to Hollywood that, you know what, I can play straight too. Uh, So I think it's a little self-serving and I kind of question the motives. Mm. Yeah, so Darren, Chris, um, you got a good publicist. It was a good angle. Um, You know what, maybe you'll get some straight roles and, you know, maybe not be as critically acclaimed. (laughs) Elf on the shelf. <laughs> elf on a shelf.
1: So on the one hand, I love seeing how creative people get with Elf on a Shelf. Or on the shelf, I don't know. There's
0: <laughs> That's the first controversy. <laughs> elf on a shelf or the shelf? Who
1: knows? <laughs> Which shelf? <laughs> um, there's some great um, scenarios that elves are put into. It's, it's pretty cool. But here's what I don't like. I don't like the idea that these elves... Come to the North Pole to keep an eye on kids and report back to Santa if they do anything bad. To me, it reeks of authoritarianism. And I think it also has the ability to kill curiosity because kids are so afraid of doing something wrong. They're not going to explore something because, like, oh, Cindy Lou, the elf, is going to report back to Santa that I did something bad. I, I just don't like it. And then I got thinking about this and I was like, well, isn't Santa the ultimate authority figure?
0: Yeah, He is. He
1: is. He keeps a list of naughty and nice, but it's not as militaristic as sending these little elf police people into homes to keep an eye on your children. I hate it. See,
0: I never thought, and I, I think you're completely right. But I, in my head, I never thought of Elf on the Shelf, Elf on the Shelf, as like that Santa's eye. But that I guess that is what he is. That's the
1: idea behind the story, right? published in 2005. Oh. <laughs> Apparently it's been around for a while.
0: Interesting. See, I I've only ever thought of it from the angle of what would I make the elf do.
1: <laughs> um, and
0: to be fair, most of them are inappropriate for children.
1: Mm-hmm. I do appreciate a friend of mine does take a different approach with it, and she tells her kid that actually this elf is on vacation from the North Pole.
0: He's escaped from Santa.
1: <laughs> no, he's had a great time. He's <laughs> done a, He's had a great year. He's been given a bonus, uh, and he's been sent on vacation to their house um but you can't touch them still it's still the same thing we can't touch the the elf because they lose their magic and then he can't go home this is just a more fun curiosity thing which i'm way more
0: into i want to know if kids believe in elf on the shelf the same way they believe in santa claus
1: that's a good question
0: yeah we need a kid but i want to know if that take this to the street yeah
1: (laughs) we're in a library
0: (laughs) <laughs> so there's some kids around. Let's go down to the kids' section. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to know if they have that same kind of fear. or Not fear. I It is a fear. I remember I screwed up. I had this soccer ball with some friends that we were kicking against a fence, and it left white marks on the fence. And we thought it'd be funny if we spelt, like, we spelt futch in big letters on the fence. And my mom was furious. It's one of the few times I remember my mom being, like, super angry with me. And afterwards, my, like, big thought was... I don't know if I'm going to get gifts from Santa this year.
1: <laughs> so I was reading up on this preparing for this conversation and a child psychologist was talking about that very thing about instilling certain anxieties and fears into your kids. So I'd be curious to see like there, if there'd be long term studies because the kids are still too young now. Elf on the shelf as what it is now didn't really become a thing till 2012. Mm-hmm. So these would be long-term studies, but I'd be curious to see what those studies say in about 10 years.
0: What you gonna pick? Huh? Topics. Can we talk? I really want to know what you would do if someone was really unhappy with a gift you gave them. Like, like if they were they got like a little, not angry, but they got upset about it.
1: I would feel so bad. I don't know what you can do in that moment. Do you, like what, what can you do?
0: You can try and correct it, I guess.
1: Yeah, which is the angle I'd probably take, but that's not the immediate... Like, that would take time. You'd really, you'd be upset? I I would feel very, very guilty that I didn't read them right.
0: My back would get up right away. Mm. Like, if someone calmly came to me a little while later and said, you know what, like, I already have this, or it just, you know, it doesn't work with my life, whatever I got them, then I could have a conversation and I would try and correct it. If someone was, like, visibly upset or unhappy about the gift I got them, Mm -hmm. I would be so mad at them.
1: Mm.
0: Like, no one owes you a gift. True. Accept it with grace
1: mm-hmm. and move on with your
0: fucking life.
1: Oh, I'm such a passive person. Have you
0: gotten gifts that you didn't want or didn't, like, you had like, I have no use for this?
1: Yes. And what did you do? I thanked them for it and I kept it for probably years.
0: Because you are a decent human being. I- that is what decent human beings do. You pick what you hate about it, you say that's a nice thing about it, and you move on.
1: See, and, okay, so... I just thought of this, but Rachel Green.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: an episode about how she returns every gift she receives. Oh,
0: yes. Rachel Green for Friends. That's right. Way.
1: Oh, sorry. Rachel Green for Friends. She returns every gift. Um, and everyone is like, it's because you're." she's not sentimental. She doesn't care about the feeling behind it. It doesn't matter what you get her. She'll return it anyway. And she then responds and she's like, I am sentimental. Here's the proof that I'm sentimental. I thank you for your gift. She d- she never lets them know she doesn't like it. And then she returns it, gets something gets something that she does like. And I think that's fair. Be gracious in the gifts you receive.
0: Be gracious in the gifts you receive, but I do think that's a fair result. Like get something you like. I'm not against that. Mm-hmm. Just be gracious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I get if if I get cash, then I make sure the person who gave me cash knows what they got me.
0: So next I want to talk about traditions and their importance to you. And I was going to bring this segment up with the song from Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition! Tradition! Tradition. Tradition. Um, and I was recording it and getting it ready for the podcast, and my husband, Zach, who is Jewish, found it insanely offensive that we were going to use a song from a Jewish musical on a Christmas episode. And I argued. Sorry, go ahead.
1: He had no problem with us using it, no. just because it was Christmas.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we use it somewhere else, he would have no problem. Fascinating. Uh, and I thought because we're gays and it was a musical, it would trumpet. I agree. Um, but instead of really making a man, I just decided to talk about it like this. Okay. Um, but traditions, I don't know about you, they are unreasonably important to me. Like family traditions, especially from holidays, stick in me so much. This, um, so Christmas Eve, my family always does fondue. Mm. We've done fondue like my entire life. Uh, past couple years, Christmas has moved to my sister's house because she has a kid, and with the travel and the equipment, we don't do fondue anymore. And this Christmas, I just said, this Christmas Eve, I said, we're gonna do something, and we're gonna do it for the next 60 years. I don't care if we all hate it, I don't care if someone's unhappy, I just want a tradition, I don't even need to love it. hmm And they kind of called me out that that is a little tradition obsessive.
1: No, the, okay, the, the nice thing about family traditions is it connects you to each other. Whether it's family traditions, friend traditions, things that are consistent, it's like the one thing that you have that is your connecting bind. Without those traditions, what do you have? Just I agree. some people who are connected by maybe blood, but definitely by legal papers. I'm do adopted. Have...
0: So <laughs> still family.
1: yeah, well, so what I mean? like legal yeah. papers or blood.
0: Do you have family traditions?
1: the The thing that really sticks for me for traditions in all of it is the decorating my mom's house. So, this yeah, year, nice. I messaged everyone and I organized them to go to my mom's house to decorate um, a couple of weeks ago. And everyone showed up and it was nice. But my mom had already decorated. What? <laughs> yeah. And not, if she ever listens to this, I'm sorry, mom, but not even fully decorated. Like, she pulled out some little tree and it was really cute. And had like some of those um, bush light nets, mm-hmm. and that's it's really nice. But it wasn't the decorations that like I'm used to. Um, and then she admitted that all the decorations were like in the way back of the shed, and and I I was just I was a little bit upset because I brought this us all together to decorate, and we got there early enough that we could have gotten gotten the decorations out of the shed, and we could have done the whole situation yeah. So every year one of my sisters-in-law has tried to get us to do a secret Santa among our generations. so it's my brothers, their wives, me and my partner mm-hmm. six of us
0: yeah
1: and every year my other brother and his wife have been the holdout. Um, and I've kind of played along with them because for some reason, I don't know I just like didn't want to like create friction in the family. but this year I was prepared to fight for the Secret Santa. Partially because we're all broke, and partially because, like, why do a bunch of gifts mediocrely and instead, or why why do that instead of um, doing one gift really well? Yeah. And finding something that they want too. So I chimed in right away when my sister in law messaged us saying, Do you guys want to see your Santa? And I was like, Yes, let's do it. So it didn't really give my other sister in law a chance to say no.
0: Yeah, you got in there.
1: Yeah. Um, so she talked to my that, that brother, and they are like, okay, we're in. Um, and so I created our little secret Santa thing, um, and it's great. I got the most difficult brother to shop for, um, typically in our family, but I have a solid list for him now, which is good.
0: To be fair, since you secured the secret Santa, I feel that's kind of karma.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I think my, the brother who was a holdout, I'm pretty sure the issue for him was just that it was tradition in our family to always get gifts for each other. Like, I don't really mm. know, but that's where this tradition story line was going. Um, because I'm pretty sure he was just like, this is how we always do it. We've never done it that way. Um, and, uh, and I just, I was like, no, we can change things. This isn't a tradition.
0: So I'm your brother, and <laughs> you are like my sister. I, I could see being the holdout in that situation.
1: But there are other tradition things that matter to me. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think I'm on both sides of that. To be honest, I That's don't think fair. I don't think I'm your sister.
0: She's not trying to ruin Christmas. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. No one's trying to ruin Christmas.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What I did this year when we changed our tradition for Christmas Eve, uh, we're now just going to do everyone makes an appetizer. And that's going to be our Christmas Eve for every year, which I'm fine, as long as we do it for 60 fucking years. Um, And I picked that because there's one thing from my family. Um, My grandpa, when he was alive, it's one of two things I've ever seen him cook in his life. And it's cheese fondue. And it's a weird cheese fondue made with like cheddar, tomato juice, mayonnaise, and canned ham. Melts all down, and it's delicious. Mm. And my father loves it. It is like his Christmas thing. And he is a little more mild-mannered and would never speak up. And if he missed this, I honestly think it would like, it would hurt his Christmas. And so I picked appetizers so that it would save it, because I think it just means a lot to him.
1: Absolutely, that's so sweet.
0: And this man, he was he was fifty years old before he didn't spend Christmas with his mother. oh And I am going to beat that fucking. <laughs> Zach always tries to bug me, and he's like, "What if this happens? What if?" Um, your mom and sister go to Australia because there's some family there and you can't afford it or can't get away from work for Christmas and you have to miss it. And he makes me cry. Like, he's made me cry before, stressing me out about missing Christmas with my family. It wouldn't happen. It
1: wouldn't happen because your family would find a way to get you there.
0: Right? That's what I tell him. It wouldn't happen. We wouldn't. Yeah. It would work.
1: Yeah. Your family cares a lot about the time you spend together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's insanely important to me. I don't even... I don't know why. We're not religious. Yeah. Um, but that's not the reason, but it's one of the best perks of marrying a Jewish person <laughs> um, is that it doesn't matter where he goes for Christmas.
1: Uh, it's Yeah, it's definitely challenging. Um family is in imagine. Ontario. Um, she Well, her, her stepdad's family is here, and then her mom's family is in Ontario, and it's a matter of um, figuring out if we have enough money to go to Ontario. Yeah, that's a big um, For those big listeners cost. not in Canada... It's very expensive to cry. To Insanely
0: expensive. To
1: fly within Canada. It's it's.
0: Is it cheaper stupid. to go to Ireland for Christmas. That's
1: right. Yeah. It's kind of
0: crazy. I'm so glad I don't have that. Yeah. that decision every year to make.
1: Yeah. Like all the colors of the rainbow, so are the gays of the week. To all the gays going home for the holidays... Uh, who have to struggle with um, what that can mean, what kind of gifts you might get? Um, in one of my groups recently, someone spoke up about um, going home for Christmas and receiving clothes that are very clearly like male-defined clothes, uh-huh. and they're a trans woman, um, and it makes it very difficult for them. Um, but they they smile and accept it, yeah, um, and then they come back home and they. get Get into those clothes. Yeah,
0: live their life again. Yeah. Yeah. So to all the the, the queer people, transgender people, anyone going out there and having to spend a Christmas with a family that maybe isn't as loving, maybe isn't accepting, um, you're our Gay of the Week. You're our Gay of
1: the Week. We love you, and we wish you a very Merry Christmas.
0: We're thinking about you and get through it, and you know that once you leave your own family, your queer family hopefully is going to be there for you. Um, and hope we get time to celebrate with them during the holidays. Your
1: queer family is always here for you.
0: Well, that's it. That's the end of our Christmas special. Ashley, I know it seemed early. It's our second episode to have a Christmas special, but you know what? Christmas specials are awesome. So let's do it. Christmas is important to me. Yeah. It's and important. It's, to our
1: queer community. It's special. It is special. We're special. Yes. Yeah, special. So, so we
0: want to hear from you, all you special people. Send us. Um, send us all your comments your stories your holiday experiences all your traditions make sure you email them to us at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com
1: or follow us on instagram at gaybestfriendspodcast um, you can comment on our post send us a direct message or like and review us on your listening
0: app yeah and make sh- and make sure to check out our instagram because we will have pictures of our Christmas traditions there. Um, including cheese fondue and many more. Woo. Merry Christmas, Ashley. Merry Christmas, Jarrett. Can't wait to see you after. Yay!